one of the du'as that we had learned previously as a revision for those of us who were here, for those who may not have been here previously, this will serve inshallah as a new lesson, but we keep, we need to keep revising these lessons. And the very important thing is that if we have learnt it previously, how much is it already in our amal? So among these very, very simple but very comprehensive du'as, and something that has great importance in enhancing a very great ibadat. That is one of the du'as at the time of wudu. Wudu, wudu is in the Hadith Sharif described as miftahu salah. So this wudu, which is the key to salah, to the extent that this key is enhanced, to the extent that this key will be done very well, that will affect the quality of the Salah also. Therefore, the Adab, the Mustahabbat, all the Sunnats, we should be taking a lot of care to try and fulfill all of these. And to the extent that the Sunnats, the Mustahabbat, the Adab are taken care of and fulfilled, the reward of the Salah increases also. Because the Salah is being performed with so much more quality of wudu. So one of the things that enhance the wudu is that what do we, how we spend the time during wudu. If while a person is engaged in wudu, he is also engaged in worldly talk, that destroys the reward of the wudu. The wudu will get, get done, the wudu will be valid. He completed all the, the washing of all the limbs that are necessary, the wudu will be full, fulfilled, but the sawab and the reward of it will be destroyed. So therefore it's extremely important that a person to totally refrain from any worldly talk. That's one very important thing. But then during the wudu, the du'as that have been taught. One is right at the beginning of the wudu that a person decides Bismillah. When a person decides Bismillah and now starts the wudu and together with Bismillah, Bismillah, Alhamdulillah. So if he just made wudu without the intention of wudu, without bismillah, that too will become valid. If his salah is now performed after that, he washed his face, he washed his hands, everything, whatever was necessary. The salah will become valid. But that wudu, the benefits of that wudu would not have been fully achieved. But a person decided bismillah, he decided, commenced with the niyat of wudu in his heart, I'm making this wudu and bismillah, alhamdulillah. Now that wudu he will make, it will, according to the Hadith Sharif, as he washes the limbs, it washes off the sins of those limbs. And as the last drops of water drip off, as the last drops of water drip off, those sins drip off also. So now if this wudu is a wudu in reality, then this is the very great benefit. Then in the Hadith Sharif, the dua that Rasulullah used to make at the time of wudu. And this is a dua that is established from various ahadiths, authentic ahadiths, and throughout the wudu, at the washing of every limb, this is a dua that should be recited, can be recited, should be recited. A very, very simple dua, but very comprehensive. The dua Nabi used to make, Allahumma khirli zambi. All the words are familiar to us. Perhaps the dua might be sounding new, but all the words are words that we are familiar with in different duas. Allahumma khfirli zambi. Ya Allah, forgive my sins. 
as just discussed just now, wudu itself is a means of forgiveness of various sins, all the minor sins. Now he's making this dua as well, in that his niyat is, Ya Allah, forgive my major sins also. So, Allahumma khfilli zami, this is a tawbah now already. So now he's making tawbah as well, inshallah all his major sins will get forgiven too. So we don't know when, which moment, these masnoon duas, these are all pre-printed form, so to say. That a person has got a pre-printed form for a request. It's all pre-printed, ready, done as wanted. But now it's a matter of presenting it. Now how it's presented, when it's presented, we don't know at which particular moment that dua has been decided every day, every time. But there is at one moment sometimes is that accepted moment. At that particular moment a person decided it with that sincerity maybe. And if that dua gets accepted, his dunya and akhirat gets made. So, this is not something to take for granted. We don't know which particular time it might just meet that moment of acceptance. So in any case, the first thing is, Allahumma khilli zambi, Ya Allah forgive my sins. Then, wawasi'li fi dari. Ya Allah make my home spacious for me. These are our needs. First and the greatest need is, our maghfirat, we get forgiven by Allah Ta'ala. Person who is forgiven, then his dunya and akhirat is made. But then together with that, we are living in dunya, so we have needs of dunya. So Nabi Wasallam gave us the prescriptions of gaining our needs of akhirat and our needs of dunya also. Then ask Allah Ta'ala, so wasi'li fi dari, Ya Allah make my home spacious for me. One meaning of this is, and this is what is primarily the issue, is that that home is not the size of the home that really makes it spacious in reality. Yes, if the, somebody has a little bigger home, he'll have more space in terms of floor space. But how often Allah Ta'ala protect us from such a situation? So many times it happens a person has a very palatial home, but he says he's claustrophobic inside the home. Every now and then he has to take a break somewhere else. So now how he got claustrophobic? That space is ample, but where this came from? So when that home is not spacious in terms of it being a place where Allah Ta'ala's rahmat is descending, where the sukoon comes from the side of Allah Ta'ala, then a person to get the sukoon will be looking for places outside. Despite every comfort being available inside, every now and then he has to take a break outside somewhere. So now Ya Allah, make my home spacious for me, make it a home. Make it a place of sukoon. Make it a place where I feel that comfort and tranquility and peace. So this is not dependent on the whatever means are there. If that is there, well and good. If it is not even there, Allah will grant it. So this is not that it is dependent on if a person has all the material comforts, then it will be a place of sukoon. This sukoon is something Allah Ta'ala descends. So this is what he is asking for. So, Ya Allah, make my home spacious for me. And together with that, as a person's needs grow, Allah Ta'ala will, with the barakat of this dua, in the, whatever his needs are in terms of his living, Allah Ta'ala will fulfill that for him too. So if he needs now a bigger space, Allah Ta'ala will grant him a bigger space too. So, this is the second part. Allahumma khfilli zambi wa fi dari. And then, wa barikli fi rizqi. Allah grant me barakat in my rizq. 
Barakat is what has been taught to us repeatedly. Ask for Barakat, make an effort to acquire Barakat. If Barakat has been acquired, then Barakat is what brings the benefit in it. Barakat is what makes it fulfill what it, it, its objective is, what its purpose is. If there is Barakat in something, then if there is Barakat in a person's wealth, then sometimes the quantity might be more, sometimes the quantity might be less. But if there is Barakat, in that smaller quantity also his work will get done. And if there is no Barakat, Allah Ta'ala protect us, then sometimes the quantity is very big. Yet the person is saying, I don't know what happened. Wait, when, how? I'm still, I'm without any answers of what happened. That, that despite having all the quantity, but it just all fizzled away. I have no, no way to explain what happened. And it just doesn't finish off. Meaning the needs don't finish off. But the resources are over. So the point is barakat. Then if the quantity is very small, how many incidents there are in the hadith, small little quantity, sometimes there was hardly anything. There were times when now the army, Nabi Wasallam gives the command, whatever anybody has, bring it together in one place. So now everything is gathered. Whatever is gathered is just a small little heap of whatever anybody had, some piece of bread, whatever. Because everything was now getting exhausted. So now that little bit, Nabi Wasallam then made dua and said, now come fill your containers. The whole army filled the containers. So Jabir he invites Nabi Islam with just a few Sahaba. Nabi Islam gives the whole army the announcement that you all have been invited. Now the food was available for few people. And several hundred end up eating from it. And the Sahaba say that had we been over a thousand and many thousand we all would have eaten. Now this is the example Allah has shown and while obviously this is the barakat of Rasulullah also, but in the annals of history, these kind of incidents, a small quantity of food suffice for numerous people. There are many, many incidents. This is the barakat. So the point is, we need to aspire for barakat. Barakat will come primarily with the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. And then all these prescriptions in the Nabi Islam has taught us. Now in this dua, what a simple dua, but how comprehensive. All our needs of dunya and akhirat. Allahumma khilli zambi, wa wassi'li fi dari, wa barikli fi rizqi. Now keeping engaged in this dua, again that same basic lesson, that even in that wudu now we are connecting ourselves to Allah Ta'ala. In every amal, this is our, the thing which we should be trying to do. Everything we keep connecting ourselves to Allah Ta'ala. Otherwise the person is making wudu, what a great ibadat, but he's not even conscious of what he's doing. He's engaged in idle talk or idle thoughts. And as a result, much that could have been gained is all lost. Allah Ta'ala, give us a tawfiq of learning and applying these lessons, reciting these du'as on the relevant occasions and taking the full benefit from it. The mamulat of the morning, the last three ayat of Surah Al-Hashar, the reward of this, which is mentioned in the Hadith Sharif, that 70,000 angels make dua maghfirat for the person till the evening and if he passes away in the time mata shahidan he'll pass away as a shaheed and the same applies when he recites it in the evening till the morning a'udhu billahi as-sami'il alim minash shaitanir rajeem 
اعوذ باللہ السمیع العلیم من الشیطان الرجیم اعوذ باللہ السمیع العلیم من الشیطان الرجیم هو اللہ الذی لا الہ الا ہو عالم الغیب والشہادہ هو الرحمن الرحیم هو اللہ الذی لا الہ الا ہو الملک القدوس السلام المؤمن المہیمن العزیز الجبار المتکبر سبحان اللہ عما یشرکون هو اللہ الخالق البارئ المصور له الاسماء الحسنى يسبح له ما في السماوات والارض وهو العزيز الحكيم ثلاث تري قلز بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل هو الله احد الله الصمد لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا احد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل هو الله احد الله الصمد لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا احد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل هو الله احد الله الصمد لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا احد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل اعوذ برب الفلق من شر ما خلق ومن شر غاسق اذا وقب ومن شر النفاثات في العقد ومن شر حاسد اذا حسد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل اعوذ برب الفلق من شر ما خلق ومن شر غاسق اذا وقب من شر النفاثات في العقد ومن شر حاسد إذا حسد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل أعوذ برب الفلق من شر ما خلق ومن شر غاسق إذا وقب ومن شر النفاثات في العقد ومن شر حاسد إذا حسد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل أعوذ برب الناس ملك الناس إله الناس من شر الوسواس الخناس الذي يوسوس في صدور الناس من الجنة والناس بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل أعوذ برب الناس ملك الناس إله الناس من شر الوسواس الخناس الذي يوسوس في صدور الناس من الجنة والناس بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل أعوذ برب الناس ملك الناس إله الناس من شر الوسواس الخناس الذي يوسوس في صدور الناس من الجنة والناس حسبي الله لا إله إلا هو عليه توكلت وهو رب العرش العظيم حسبي الله لا إله إلا هو عليه توكلت وهو رب العرش العظيم حسبي الله لا إله إلا هو عليه توكلت وهو رب العرش العظيم حسبي الله لا إله إلا هو عليه توكلت وهو رب العرش العظيم حسبي الله لا إله إلا هو عليه توكلت وهو رب العرش العظيم حسبي الله لا إله إلا هو عليه توكلت وهو رب العرش العظيم حسبي الله لا إله إلا هو عليه توكلت وهو رب العرش العظيم سبحان الله بحمد سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك اشهد ان لا اله الا انت